Well, hello. Welcome once again to another episode of Parks and Conversation. This is a podcast where we take some time to reflect on the brilliance that is the NBC classic Parks and Recreation. And uh, my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? You know what? It is going well. Good. It's a new year. Everything mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. On my calendar. And uh, yeah, all in all. How do you, how do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel like a new year older? Yes. But that's partly just because the last three months have been really long. Yeah, they're the longest decade ever. Yeah, it's been amazing. So. It's been super fun times and one of the few refuge, refugee, refuges, refugi in the, this season of disruption is the constancy that is parks and recreation. And, uh, this episode brought me great comfort today. And, uh, I hope that it brings comfort and joy to our listener, uh, near and far. And if you are a listener, Hey, send us an email. Let us know what you think. Parksandconversation at gmail.com or uh, tweet at us at parksandconvos. You got this. Thanks. Rate and review. Like and subscribe. Yeet. We believe, I don't know. We believe in you. Yeah, do, do other things. <laughs> yeah, do, do all call, that stuff. Call your mom, you know? I mean, she misses you. <laughs> she does. I, uh, I think I will probably talk to my mom today. Thank you. I... I think they're coming over, so we'll see. There you go. Look at that. Wow. That worked well. Yeah, it did. I mean, just the power of suggestion. So uh, so today, enough dilly-dally. This episode is season three, episode two. It's the flu. And uh, it is one of two flu episodes in this entire series. And this one is fantastic. First impression, Jeremy. What What do you think about this episode? other than the fact that I love this episode is that how crazy, like back in the day, Chris Traeger was like a wackadoodle for wearing a mask. And now it's like, Oh yeah. Wow. He's a trendsetter. He, he knew like, like the person who was the healthiest person trying to keep himself safe. And so like all of these kind of like the flu and, and the parallels with what we're going through right now was kind of, again, it's just so funny to see all of these parallels um, from past episodes with the things that we're going through now. So that, that was my real first impression because I've seen this episode several times. It's a great episode. Um, but just the fact that we're going through kind of their own, like we're going through our pandemic and they're going through their epidemic. It, it's, it was really funny. It's even, yeah, more poignant. What did you think? I think every time I watch television from years gone by and I see people close together, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, that's Why? amazing. Don't you know? <laughs> you guys are all diseased. Uh, I, yeah, I feel like there are so many times in this episode that it is so, or in this series where they're just like, they so nail American culture. And, and then they also have these moments that transcend this, the, a season of time yeah. that speak to the future of the country or like that you find yourself every time you read or you revisit these shows, it's like, oh, this is new to me now because of what I've been through. Right. And, and you didn't, I'm, like, maybe I didn't realize how much potentially like satire it really was. Like it was always poking fun, you know, kind of thing. And then you're like, 
wait a minute, this, this is us. Oh no. You know? So now I'm, I'm worried about the future episodes, like what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is definitely going to be a steak, uh, restaurant that's going to close. So oh, man. gear up. See, see, uh, <laughs> it's already yeah. been happening all over restaurants closing down. Well, you know, like the, towards the end of the series, mm-hmm. they, there's a company that moves to town that delivers things yes. via drone. Right. And, you know, and when it came out, Amazon was talking about doing that. And, you know, they still haven't perfected the technology, but there are things that Amazon knows about me (laughs) that are alarming, (laughs) you know, Um, just like, yeah, I think you would like this. And I look at the suggested ads and I'm I'm like, you're right. I I would like that. Uh, How did you know that? And then you feel like, you know, dirty and uh, kind of creeped out. Right. But I last year I ordered a video game from Amazon and I ordered it the day after Christmas because I got an Amazon gift card. It showed up by 2 (laughs) p.m. That was insane to me. And but that's the kind of thing that Parks and Rec like they get into those kinds of uh, foretellings, you know, like this is going to happen. And it's like, oh, it did happen. It's amazing. Um, Yeah. So this episode, one of the things that is important to note here is this episode is dealing with the flu. The title of our podcast episode is called Stop Poopin'. And that's important later. Um, but one of the challenges as, uh, I, I don't know if, if uh, Terry, your wife, the nurse, and my wife, a nurse, they watch medical stuff. They have a different set of eyes to read these things. Um, but the diarrhea and vomiting that they're experiencing as part of the flu is not common for the flu. And it's probably more like they have a a strain of norovirus, um, which is not the flu. It's a stomach, a gastrointestinal issue. So when they talk about the flu, the closest thing to flu is like the fever and chills that Mm -hmm. people experience. But they also have this other thing going on. So uh, we I just want people to know that if you are having just insane diarrhea, don't say that's the flu. Thanks. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so don't spread that false information, please. There's enough let false people, news going around already. Let people know it's Noro. Yeah, <laughs> that rhymes, man. Yeah. Let them know it's just Noro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Noro, you didn't. <laughs> I did. Sorry. Yes, got okay. it. All right. So <laughs> it starts quick, out. Go, go. <laughs> yeah, it starts out with. Uh, and or April in the hospital talking about how there's a crazy flu going around Pawnee and it is spreading like like the flu. Uh, and th- this is all in the, the cold open. And April is really sick and she is Anne's patient. And she's the worst because April is mad at Anne for kissing Andy in the season finale um, of season two, which is very convenient that they organize their emotions around television schedules. Yeah. Um, and she's just awful until so she's comparing her to a janitor. Like, <laughs> I don't want you as a nurse. I want a janitor. You do the same things, right? Um, and uh, yeah, she's just awful. She's and, buzzing, buzzing the whole time. Yes. Super annoying. And uh, and then uh, like as Anne's about to leave, April throws all the camera cuts away and, it, and she buzzes again. And <laughs> April's like, my blankets fell on the floor. <laughs> and uh I've watched this episode a bunch of times with Kathy and uh, every time she's like, that's accurate. (laughs) There are patients like that. 
that just are awful. And I don't know if Terry has similar experiences with these kinds of uh, patients. Oh, yeah. She just said, uh, yeah, they, they would have already gotten their buzzer taken away. Oh, they're allowed to take buzzers away? Yeah, I think there's a different setup that they have, but basically, like once the because they at children's that's where she works with kids, so they have a tendency just to kind of like, oh, this is a toy, which you, you can understand, like you're stuck mm-hmm. in a bed, and so yeah, she said no, they get it taken away. So well, good for them, and uh, then Way they to have stand to up for their rights. Yeah, figure out how to heal themselves, I guess. After that, <laughs> well, good laughter for that medicine. So yeah. and all the all we're just laughing at them. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that, so Anne's goal here is to try to, uh, not lose it with April Mm -hmm. and to, uh, you know, be a good nurse in all of this. And so nurses are awesome. They deserve, um, as Chris Traeger said last episode, they should get paid the same as the CEO of Google, which would make healthcare very expensive, but Mm -hmm. I agree. It already Um, is. Just keep adding it on. What is money anymore? Right. Um, yeah. So after the credits, they cut to a meeting at JJ's diner with JJ and Leslie and Ben and Tom. And so they're there talking about the Harvest Festival because Leslie's trying to get people, uh, small businesses in town to join with them. Uh, and you can tell right away that Leslie is ill. Mm -hmm. Uh, she is vomiting and doesn't look good. And she blames allergies. <laughs> so, uh, which again, not a symptom of allergies. I have, yeah, she, I have, she, she had allergies and she's vomited five times. That's not like any, any allergies that I've ever heard of. Exactly. I have, I have insane seasonal yeah. allergies. Yes, you do. And I have never <laughs> thrown up because of my allergies. So I don't know what her deal is, but that's one of the super frustrating things about this time that we're in right now. Uh, right. even with COVID is so many people like, Oh, it's just allergies. It's like, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> so go home. Go. Are away. you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> if you're not, you should leave. Yeah. And like, I, I, I have not had COVID, but I have had allergies and there are times where I'm just like, you know, it's just not worth it for people to think I have COVID <laughs> I'm gonna stay home. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm, I'm fortunate I can work from anywhere, but it's still just super annoying when people are like, it's allergies. It's like, uh, you're you're horking up a lung over there, dude. So go home. Um. So anyway, Leslie's ill and uh, and but she's making the pitch to JJ. And he's like, uh, anything for my favorite customer. And Leslie's like, oh, you probably said that to everybody. Like, no, you're literally my favorite customer. <laughs> you spend thousand dollars, which is a lot of money on waffles. Um. So that's not counting anything else she may have purchased there. Right. Thousand dollars on waffles alone is what JJ says. So. And um, Leslie and Leslie's trying to like tell him like, you know, we're trying to get 80 businesses. And I just like that fact because it sets up like a goal for not just the episode, but the whole Harvest Festival and gives it a little bit of reality. And, and I thought that was a really cool thing. Like they have, a, you know, it's like they're actually trying to plan this event and they have these little goals that they're trying to get. So, yeah, 80 businesses. And JJ's I love that JJ's like the first one that she goes to. It was her favorite spot. And, and I, I bet you too, like we've talked about this too, that JJ's diner is the place where, how, how, how did you put it? It's the place where people who want to be seen are seen or something like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, he, uh, you know, that he's like the, the first domino. Like if we can get JJ's diner, the rest will follow. 
Yeah, because all the movers and shakers of Pawnee, they go there for their waffles. That's what it which, is. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is what the uh, people of Pawnee are fueled by. Yeah. Waffles and maple syrup. Powered and, by waffles. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the maple syrup is probably from the Sweden's factory, so it's not actually maple syrup. It's just whatever they do. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, exactly. But they just put a, a leaf on it. Mm-hmm. They, they make a, a they make a maple leaf tea out of with corn syrup. Uh, <laughs> and then. Oh, man, one of the things that I love about Ted Lasso as a aside here <laughs> is Ted Lasso's absolute hatred for tea. <laughs> the mud, mud water, mud water he calls it pigeon sweat. <laughs> <laughs> This is, joke, right? this is a joke, right? This is a joke. These are Americans. Anyway, you guys don't really like this, do you? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I like tea, so whatever. Coffee, tea, it doesn't do matter. Too. Yeah, she's do, great. But, well, go, you know, after we finish all of the uh, Michael Schur po- uh, shows, we need to go back and do an uh, watch through of Mash. Um, <laughs> okay. And only just for this one line where Hawkeye is like, they're running low on their supplies. And he's like, this tea tastes like it was strained through Earl Gray's sweat sock. <laughs> <laughs> that has stuck with me since probably like fourth grade watching MASH on Channel 11. And that's like, oh, I don't even know what any of those things mean. And as I've grown older, like, oh, I get it. Earl Gray is a kind of tea. <laughs> so it stuck with me. Anyway, speaking of, speaking of sticking with you. Um, Ron goes to visit April because she's ill and Ron is trying to care about a person is how I read this relationship. Yeah. Ron's evolution in this episode is him trying to care about people. Um, well, it's his, his assistant too. I mean, yes, yeah, yes. And you know, it's like, this is probably one of the best relationships he's had so far and it's yeah. Right. And so it, you know, he, he goes and he wants to cheer her up. And so he brings her some magazines and lipstick, or as he calls it, <laughs> woman stuff. <laughs> Which I don't know what she's going to do with lipstick at the hospital, but I do love that he's trying. And I want to know what <laughs> magazines he bought her. Like, I can only, I just see him buying her like fine woodworking or like, yeah, pocket, sunset. pocket science or something. Yeah, sunset. Sunset magazine, the, the one magazine that is at every rental house. Like vacation and on Verbo, like every rental house will have Sunset Magazine and those collections of Reader's Digest uh, abbreviated versions. Large like print. That. Yeah, like that's it. Um, yeah, so he brings them that stuff and April says, hey, whatever you do, don't tell Andy where I am. I'm really mad at him. And I was like, I'm not interested in knowing about what's going on here. And he says, I'm not interested in caring about people, but he is. He's here. He's caring about April. And uh, yeah. And then it cuts to a talking head where he's like, uh, he says, uh, I once worked with somebody for three years and I never even learned his name. Best friend I ever had. We still never talk sometimes, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> we still <laughs> never talk sometimes. <laughs> I, have, I have a couple friends like that. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. And I, I love that he is like, <laughs> like the metric, you know, you're talking about metrics and goal setting for the diner or for the, the harvest festival, right? They have to hit 80 businesses. Yeah. Ron's metric for relationship is no relationship. And right. so we never of words spoken. Right? Yeah. We never talk. So we're doing great. It's like uh, golf for him. Like the less words spoken, the closer you are to winning with him. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That sums it up. He's conserving energy is what it is. Oh, so, God. Yes. Um, all right. So 
then it cuts to Leslie in her office and she's on a conference call and it just is focusing on her and you don't know who she's on the conference call with until it pans out and all of her staff are in the conference room talking to her because they're all like, you're sick, you need to go home. Um, and and Leslie's not having it. She tries to come into the conference room and Donna lock, blocks the door. She keeps it closed. Uh, and then <laughs> Leslie, you know, acts like a petulant child and she goes and licks Jerry's stuff. You're burn on Jerry. You look tired and sweaty. And she's like, you look tired and sweaty all the time, Jerry. What's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, she is just so mean uh, when she's sick. And again, so, like here, here she are, here they are. They're, they're separating themselves. They're quarantining. They even say the word quarantine. And these are government officials in Pawnee, Indiana. And even they know at the time, it's like, you are sick. Stay away from me. Like, yeah. It's yeah. Come on, guys. Everyone should just watch this episode. Just yes. do what they do. Yeah, this is a great public service for people. Just say like, hey, watch, watch this. We should just only post this every hour. Did you watch this yet? Did you watch this yet? <laughs> um, you, your body is a microchip. Speaking of, Chris runs to the hospital to see Anne um, and talk about their upcoming dit, date. Like, you know, like, well, I don't know why he's doing any of this. The motivation is bizarre. Uh, other than the hospital's on his way, um, and he looks, you know, healthy, and he, but he uh, is not running as fast as he normally does. And he hits a personal worst time, and he blames the soft pavement of Pawnee. Uh, so it's probably made um, out of high fructose corn syrup. Yes, that they like over fructose, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so he. This is where he says his body is like a microchip. And a grain of sand can greatly compromise the whole thing. So he's trying to be very healthy. Uh, and Anne says that her body is like a microchip or a potato chip. And uh, then she realizes right away that this is not a good joke. She's instantly uh, feels awkward. And she, her tension with this relationship with Chris is that he's like a perfect human man is what she says. And no faults in him at all. And so she's having a hard time um, being herself. And being comfortable around him, which is not a great way to start a relationship, but um, yeah, you so make me, you make me feel inferior. Let's go yeah. out. <laughs> you make me nervous all the time. And and Chris uh, was wearing a mask at this point too while he's yes. running, so. right? Which, as somebody who does run from time to time, I don't know how anybody could actually wear a mask while running. And I see people doing it, and I'm like, I'm just going to stay really far away from you. I'm like, I will go into the street to avoid you. Um, <laughs> I don't mind. So I'll play Frogger. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole middle section of my, the North Road by my house that people rarely drive on. Only yeah, one turn left. Turn I can get yeah. out of the way for that. So um, so then uh, it cuts to back to the office and Ron is uh, looking for coverage for April's job because April is both uh, apathetic and hostile and she's the total perfect package for an assistant uh, and he's like, I don't know how to find somebody who's going to do a better job. And so then it cuts to Andy, who is sitting at the shoe shine stand, super busy uh, because he invented super straw, which is what? a bunch of straws strung together that so he can drink something from the floor up to the shoe shine uh, bench. And I, and I love the, the shot because it wasn't just the one he was using. He made multiple super straws. Right. Like, yes, like they're prototypes or something. <laughs> so good. I don't know what the different iterations are, right? Because it's like 
you put a straw in another straw. Mm-hmm. What else is there? This one's green. I guess. But I do wonder, this is where my, my thought comes, like the challenge is creating suction between the different straws because in, by inserting one straw into another straw, you have to fold one of those straws a little bit mm-hmm. to, get it, to get it to fit, which opens a gap between the straws. And so he's really just, he's working way harder to get whatever he's drinking all the way up to that straw because he's losing suction all along the way. Yeah, if I was a betting man, I would say he, in real life, Chris Pratt never got any liquid up to the top. Yeah. Okay. Because if you listen, if you listen to it, like it sounds like he's just losing, he's losing suction the entire time. So yeah, I think so you need to tape it together, right? Right. Tape it together or have different width of straws. So kind of like, you know, like an antenna that Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. radio antenna. Yeah. You have to have a collapsing uh, structure of straws Mm -hmm. that you use. So, I mean, I've thought about it. Uh, The the challenge is just portability. At at a certain point, it just becomes too much to carry around. But if it's collapsible, it just turns into like a cylinder that then. Yeah, but you would need a metal straw to really make it work. A plastic straw is not going to work for you. Yeah, no, that's fine. But if it was like a lightweight material like aluminum, I think I think you still could have a pretty decent, like pretty decent size. I think it would be depending upon how long the segments are. Each segment. Yeah. 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 Well, this is important stuff. <laughs> I can't believe we, how long how long do we just spend on that? That's amazing. I don't know. There's no way to know. Listener, tell us how long we spend on that. And the reviews say too long. Um, <laughs> so. Ron asks Andy to fill in and Andy is on board. He's ready to, uh, to help. Uh, the only thing he says is like, do I have to tuck my shirt in? Because that's kind of a deal breaker. <laughs> Let, it <laughs> <And fly>. then, <laughs> Let it fly. Uh, and then he asks, uh, where April is. And, and Ron just says, I gave her the day off. And so then Andy's, I love Andy's like, was well, it too? It would be weird for me to ask for the day off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ron just looks at him and he's like, Oh no, no, no. It's, you know, yeah, that's ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Andy's learning how to business. Uh, and then, uh, so Ben and Chris come to see Leslie in her office and she is in a parka and really gross looking and she's very sick. Uh, and, uh, and they're like, are you sick? Are you sick? And Tom says, yeah, she's sick. And it cuts over camera cuts over to him and he's wearing a, a motorcycle helmet with the visor down. And missing himself with hand sanitizer, which uh, is a little overkill, but he's doing everything he can to not get sick. And this is where, again, we hear Chris say, my body is a microchip. But the thing is, is that we've seen people actually, I've seen pictures when the pandemic first started of people wearing motorcycle helmets as though like that was like that was the thing to do. Seriously, well, it, like, it is a thing to do. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I, I saw somebody in Costco with a motorcycle helmet on <laughs> the whole time. I'm like, this is not worth it, man. You're like, just get a get a mask. <laughs> I don't know. It could be smart, though. Costco can be pretty brutal. It's it could be like Thunderdome with those carts and people going the wrong way. And maybe maybe the person's a trendsetter. Maybe need it, look, if you if you get a head injury from a Costco cart, <laughs> you've you're, been doing everything wrong. You're Costcoing wrong. <laughs> All wrong. The worst thing about Costco, though, oh, I can't stand the Costco tourist who just goes slowly down the middle of every aisle. 
<laughs> looking at everything like they've never been to Costco before and like looking yeah. up at the at the storage in the top shelves and we're like, right. how do I get those? It's like all of those are down here. Just keep moving. Oh, and when, and when the when the Costco tourist meets the Costco super shopper, like the guy who actually owns a restaurant and is trying to get through everything, it's mm-hmm. it's just a, you just stand back and watch because yeah. sparks there's will some, fly. There's some definite definite rage happening. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so Chris leaves. Leslie uh, is you know getting ready. She it's very important for her to, to get this meeting done because she's getting she's going to be meeting with the Chamber of Secrets um, and uh, and. It's actually the Chamber of Commerce, all the small business owners. And so she's uh, not doing well. And then Ben is like, look, I got to take you to the hospital. And so they go. And then the best line in all of Parks and Rec happens. And uh, it is as they're leaving, Andy is sitting at April's desk. And he says, Leslie, I typed your symptoms into this thing up here. And it says you have network connectivity problems. <laughs> and <laughs> so great <laughs> so funny um and it is that was an improvised line and uh yeah uh chris pratt just improvised that on one of their fun runs as they call them in parks and rec and uh yeah one of the best lines in the whole series and i heard that, that yeah greg daniels was said that that not only was it one of the funniest lines but um in one of the interviews i watched uh, that popped up and he i guess he was like visibly angry like in a good you know oh well-mannered way but he was like i can't believe i didn't write that like he was mad he didn't think of that <laughs> yeah it's it's a good joke and it's something that i say all the time when i'm not <laughs> feeling when someone in our house isn't feeling well it's one of those things where I'm like well let me type it in here it says you have network connectivity problems <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> so, and as a dad, like one of my great joys in this world is helping my children learn how to roll their eyes effectively. Mm-hmm. And I'm really good at it. And uh, so, yeah, so I use this often. Uh, so and then <laughs> Leslie um, is uh, at the hospital and she's getting checked in and she's like, I'm not sick. If I was sick, could I do this? She doesn't do anything. And they're like, Ben and Ann are like, what do you, what? They're like, am I not doing cartwheels? <laughs> I thought I was doing cartwheels. So, uh, she's, so she's losing it. Yeah. She's going out of her mind. And so Ben and Tom are going to cover for Leslie. Um, and so they're back. They come, Leslie's going to the hospital, Ben and Tom back in, in Ben's office. And they're breaking up the, the, uh, order of responsibility here. And, um, Ben, uh, is trying to split it up. And Tom's like, listen, it sounds like you got a handle on this. I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm going to go to the spa. He's like, Hey, we promise. And I love Tom. He's like, Tom's like, Oh, I didn't promise Leslie anything. I never promise her anything. So I don't disappoint her. <laughs> so it's like, that's uh, on you, man. You promised. Don't drag yeah. me into this. Yeah. So Tom goes to the spa, leaving Ben to do all of the prep work for the meeting at the, with the uh, chamber of commerce. Um, so yeah, so it, we got a bit of tension here. What's going to happen? We don't know, but cuts back to the office and Andy is trying to take a call, transfers, drops the call and, and he looks over into the, Ron's office like, I lost another call and Ron just gives him the thumbs up. <laughs> you got it, dude. I'm doing great. Um, and, uh, and then April, go back to the hospital. April calls Ann in and yells about this lady nurse trying to kill her. Um, but again, Ann refuses to lose it. She's doing a great job. And, uh, and then it, Leslie calls on the phone uh, to Ben and trying to help him through the presentation. And he's like, I'll write a rap for you. 
And uh, and then she also says, no, you're too white. Yeah, too white to pull it off. Um, so Ben, though, is a, is offended that Leslie mm-hmm. doesn't think he can handle it. Yeah. And, it's, not that, uh, it's not that she doesn't trust him. It's that she doesn't have faith in him. Right. <laughs> that's, that's such a great line. Yeah. So, um, and you know, Ben is a comp, a competent, you know, employee government person. He knows how to do these things. He can, he can do this. Uh, but Leslie, you know, it's her job on the line. She knows like this is, she's going, going for the fences. She's doing this. And, uh, so she really needs to have all the control possible, uh, in the world, which is kind of the norm for Leslie. So that's a lot of control. Yeah. So then it cuts back to the office and Andy is actively breaking the desk. Uh, (laughs) So he pulls the drawer out and then like, I, I just wanted to get in the brain of Andy Dwyer for a minute. Like, what is he trying to do? He pulls the drawer out and then up at an angle. Right. (laughs) And then it's like the top drawer of one of those metal desks and it just pops out and Ron's coming out and Andy says, this broke. Yeah, this this came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you pulled it out. And, and so uh, Ron doesn't care, but he's like, "Look, I'm starving. I haven't had lunch since yesterday, so I'm going to go get something." And uh, and he's going to Callahan's, and this is where Andy, you know, starts contributing to the office culture. Mm-hmm. He says, "Don't go there. Go. You got to go to um, you got to go to Fat Joe's. It's got this place called this thing called the Meat Tornado." It literally killed a guy the other, last year and Ron is on board. You had me at meat tornado. So and I love Andy's like his reasoning for not going to Callahan's. It's not that the food's bad. It's that they skimp on pickles. Like, <laughs> yes, <nope. laughs> that's the deal breaker. <laughs> he, you know what? Andy is a man of principle. He's not yeah. going to tuck his shirt in and he wants more pickles. Dill or uh, sweet for me. Mm-hmm. Dill. Always. All right. We might have to be done. I know you prefer the sweet pickle, but I, you know, I don't, I'm not going to judge you out loud. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's okay that you're wrong. I, I get it. It's fine. You know what? You can enjoy whatever kind of gross pickle you want on your burger. You just don't put your gross pickles on my burger. You can't enforce your pickles upon others. If your plate's close enough, but the pickles are coming over. That's all I'm saying. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm not like militant about pickles, um, but you know what? It's just how I was raised. Bread. You know, we, we're we're a dill pickle family, and uh, bread and butter, no sweet, no spicy pickles, yes sir, I'm on board. But then, see, that's where the Venn diagram of pickles yeah. kind of come through is like that that sweet and spicy. You're right, you're halfway there. You know what though? I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all. I just don't want right. it. <laughs> I, you know, you know. It, I respect I I respect your your ability to be wrong. So let's so what's the next? <laughs> well, we're just gonna keep working on this. So um, so Leslie is at the hospital and she's trying to escape. Uh, she says I feel better and she's getting dressed and so she puts her jeans on like a scarf. Um, and, and I wrote uh, down I wrote down pants scarf. Yeah, it's a good look. Sure. Uh, so she's clearly delusional. Uh, and Anne is like, no, you got to stay here. Cuts to Tom, and he's at a wonderful establishment called Spawny, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, which is great. I love the uh, I love that somebody in Pawnee was like, you know what this town needs? A collection of hot tubs inside where old men can soak together. 
and a young Indian man can come in and play Would You Rather with them and make them feel like they're super fun. So, uh, so that's Tom's whole strategy. And it looks like he, he, it looks like Tom is just blowing everything off. Um, but he's doing some good work there actually. Um, so then it cuts back to the hospital and then Chris Traeger is in there and he's sick and he looks like death. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he says, my brain is on fire. I'm dying. The microchip has been compromised. (laughs) Uh, he talks about how he has no body fat. And so when he gets really sick, things happen very fast. He's going to lose a lot of fluids. Um, and so he just like puts it all out there. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so Chris is going to be an intense patient. And then it cuts back to the office and Ron and Andy have way too much food for two people. <laughs> like, like they, it looks like they went and got the, the party platters from Azteca and like said, you know what? Throw one more on there. <laughs> yeah. They got enough food for the entire office who yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> right. It was just Andy and, and Ron just eating all this stuff. And, uh, and they're, totally full they're talking about drafting uh different like indianapolis colts draft plans and all this stuff um and uh and ron says thank you to to andy because ron didn't like ethnic food like burritos mm-hmm. and so he tells andy like thank you this is a whole new meat delivery system and uh another line that i say often <laughs> andy, a whole new meat delivery system <laughs> yeah andy expanded ron's horizons i mean ron like grew in this episode, right before our eyes, mm-hmm. almost yes. literally with all the food that he ate. Right. But you know what? Andy is a, he's a, he's a good idea machine. And so he's like, Hey, what do you think about running some pass plays to burn off the calories? Cool. <laughs> so they, that's where they go. They go run out some pass plays. Ron likes Andy. Um, and, uh, so this is great. He's getting a friend who's actually going to talk to sometimes. Um, and so while they're ru- out doing pass plays, Andy like jumps over a car, sets off the alarm and they have to run away. And I love Ron because he's like running and giggling. Yeah. And he's like, Andy, wait up. And he's like, it's like he is like a kid. Like right. Ron's never been a child. Um, and now he's with a child and he's like yeah. coming right to his level. It's so fun. Um, and so then at the hospital, April is degrading quickly uh, and she calls Anne with an actual request. She needs more flu medicine. And she tells her tells her that Leslie came in and stole her medicine. And then Anne goes over to Chris, like, have you seen Leslie? And she's like, she came in through that hole in the wall <laughs> and took my medicine and then left. Um, and the hole in the wall is the door. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, so Leslie's escaped. Where does she go? Well, she goes to the conference. She comes in and Ben, the Chamber of uh, Chamber of Secrets is all meeting together. And uh, Ben is kind of is there in the lobby. And uh, Leslie shows up uh, and asks. Ben for some money for the cab. And he says, how much? I don't know. The meter had Egyptian hieroglyphics. Um, and so she's like really sick. He's like, he feels her forehead. She's burning up. It's all good. It's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. And then she's like, no, I got this. And uh, she starts heading towards the conference room. And I love like, oh, watch out. The floor and the wall just switched. <laughs> Walk carefully. <laughs> and she's like, like walking like she's on a cruise ship that's got too much sea going on. Like she yeah. can't, uh, she's, it's so it's it, this visual medium of a podcast doesn't capture it well, but it's very funny. It, it, um, that's, that's, I don't think Amy Poehler has gotten enough credit cause she doesn't do it very often, but she's really good at physical comedy as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like she's a super, super funny person, but like, 
um, the SNL sketch where she's like, Rick, 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 and don't make me do it. She's running around and like, she's, she's a very good physical comedian. So yeah, she nailed yeah. it. She's yeah. She's very funny in this. Um, and, uh, I have been in situations where I've traveled to hotels in particular, stayed in hotels and I get dizzy when the, the carpet, the a hotel carpet is too patterned. <laughs> And like the wall, sometimes like the the wainscoting is like blends in. Sometimes there are there are moments where I felt like, am I okay right now? Like, because like it's too too much pattern, and like I felt like the wall and the floor could flip. So like I never watching, never go to Las Vegas. I have no plans. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So. Ben is uh, insulted that Leslie doesn't trust Ben and uh, but it's um, it's all happening and he, it's out of his control is really what it, it seems like uh, cuts back to the office and Ron is giving Andy civics lessons while grilling in his office is what I wrote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they ate so much food earlier and now they're eating more food, more food. but wrote, <laughs> he's grilling in his office yeah, i wrote indoor outdoor barbecue because <laughs> he's because he's grilling right outside the window and bringing the food in it's yeah. genius <laughs> what is going on um and like nobody nobody is going to call ron out on this like he should be fired well, nobody's around they're still in this kind of pseudo lockdown mode too i guess yeah so yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, um, so yeah, so they're talking about different government systems and, uh, oligarchy and how socialism's bad. Communists is a swing and a miss, um, all these different, uh, things. And, and Andy's like, I can learn stuff. I can learn stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, cuts back to the hospital and Chris, uh, is looking terrible. And Ann comes in. He's like, I may have vomited somewhere in this room. <laughs> <laughs> which Looking is which is door. a which is a funny enough joke right there. Yes. <laughs> but then uh, check that drawer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's staring him at the mirror, like giving himself a pep talk, and all he says is "Stop pooping." <laughs> and then he's lying on the cold floor. And like the floor is my friend. Yes. And I have been in all of these places. <laughs> like, like I have felt all of this. Um, and it's just so like when you're so sick where it's just like the bathroom floor feels so good. Like, oh, <laughs> that is a great feeling. Um, so, but here's the bright side of how sick Chris is because he is, you know, really, really gross. He's also had this, uh, effect on Anne where she's less intimidated by him. He is not perfect. Uh, and so she's seen the worst that, that he can be. Um, and so like, yeah, he's, he humanizes he's, Chris. Yeah. He's human. Yeah. That's so, good. Um, all right. And then it uh, cuts back to the office and Tom's coming in with his spa buddies into the chamber of secrets. And uh, the um, Tom uh, Ben is like, hey, did you have fun with your spa buddies? Like thinking he's a total slacker. He's like, yeah, these guys just donated a fleet of vehicles to the Harvest Festival. So boom, did it. Um, so while Tom is a sleazy slacker, he gets stuff done. That's true. He's, a, he's able to network. He's able to make things happen. And so um, so Ben is kind of shocked by this. Um, and, uh, this, one of the things about this episode that I think is important is it shows how Ben doesn't know how Pawnee really works. Right. Yeah. And, and so now like 
he's kind of seen like there are things to do that are happening that you don't see if you just like get in the death, get in the office and do the work. Like there's things that happen outside that are beyond um, his experience. So, so I just realized things. Yeah. And I just realized too, that like, Tom is actually probably one of the better, like we look at, you know, um, councilman Decker and stuff. And it's like, Tom's without the being super scandalous, Tom's probably one of the better politicians in the office. Like, like just on your base level kind of, you know, the bad kind of politician that we all know, like Tom, they, they never really went down that story arc. Cause that wasn't, he wasn't motivated by political power, but Mm-hmm. just based on those like you know rubbing elbows and calling in favors and that kind of stuff it's like yeah you could have seen tom actually do pretty well on government yeah yeah so fortunately though that's not that's not tom's path yeah we will see tom's path is is a good path but it is tom's path and he must walk it alone <laughs> uh i walk a lonely road uh so and cuts back to the office and andy is uh asked ron like look, I need to know where April is. She's mad at me and I feel terrible and I want to apologize. Um, and uh, Ron breaks down and tells him that she's sick at the hospital. And, uh, and he gets up. He's like, I knew it. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> so and then he hugs Ron, um, which Ron is resisting. But it's something that like this is this is a bonding moment between Ron and Andy. And he cares about April. He cares about Andy. Like this is a good thing that is happening in Ron's life. And, uh, and so cuts back to the office and Tom is opening up, not, not the office, the conference room. And Tom is opening up the, uh, the meeting and his opening announcement is that Thursday night is ladies night at the snake hole lounge. (laughs) And, uh, he is shocked by how great a deal it is. And he's like, but that's what it says right here on this flyer. And so, um, yeah. So while he is able to, uh, do the elbow rubbing and all the different stuff that needs to happen for good political work in the town he's also um a uh breaking uh, some ethical boundaries that we'll see will come into play later exactly um, see he's he's a perfect politician yeah he uses he his platform for in. personal gain right? exactly yeah he's <laughs> nailed it um so uh yeah so then leslie makes her presentation and uh she uh looks terrible as she's coming up puts her stuff down on the podium and then crushes it. Yes. She does so good. Uh, and you can see Ben, as, as she starts talking, is just surprised at how, how good she is at what she's doing. <laughs> and um, that cuts back to the hospital and gets off her shift and then just yells at April. And April is, uh, you know, surprised. But Anne's like, look, I'm trying to do my job as a nurse. I'm being a good nurse. But you shouldn't hate Andy because he really likes you. And I'm starting to hate you too. And then she leaves. And Anne, April's just like, I've never liked Anne more. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so back to the conference center and the Leslie finishes up her presentation and then she degrades quickly. Yeah. <laughs> starts losing it. Um, and, uh, and so Tom is, is, takes her back to the hospital and Ben finishes out the question and answer part of the, the whole uh, conference room. I love the part when, when Ben comes up to kind of like cut her off to say, it, and she's like, give it up for Scott Bakula, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the things like I've been, I've been in a place where I've had to do a public presentation when I've been feeling not good, like a really bad cold or something like that. And like, there is something that happens where your adrenaline of public speaking, like helps you to be hyper-focused. Mm-hmm. 
for as long as your body knows you need to do that. <laughs> and then as, as soon as you're done, your whole, like my whole brain just like disappears. And like, I don't even remember, I've, I've been in times where I don't, don't even remember like leaving the platform. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like baby Yoda, like, you know, raising up the, the beast in, in the Mandalorian. And then it's, he, and then he gets tired and has to take a nap, like right after he's like, that's it. That's all my yeah. energy. It's exactly like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, so when she says like, welcome Scott Bakula, like, there is that quantum leap experience where <laughs> like, you know, I don't think, I don't think it was me operating my body in that moment. <laughs> and so like, I think there is a, a, a subtle like hint at a quantum leap experience there for, for Leslie. I think Scott Bakula did quantum leap into Leslie's body so that she could do the presentation. I, lo- I love, I love that theory. And uh, I hope that those universes are connected. Well, they have to be because it's all multiverse. So yeah, it works. Yeah, the brilliance of quantum leap is that every universe can be connected. If you yeah. make if you make the uh, you know the the chart of fandom right, all the shows right in the middle is quantum leap. He can go it's in. Been, it's it's been in front of us the whole time. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't think anybody actually made it, so I, it doesn't exist yet. The chart, but it's, it's there. Some- in some universe, Scott Bakula will make it. Thank you. Yes. We're just, wait, we're just waiting for it. Perfect. So, uh, so yeah. So then Leslie's in the hospital and Ben brings Leslie uh, some waffles and homemade chicken soup. So it's a family recipe. He really thinks she's going to like it. Um, and all she cares about is the waffles. Uh, and then Andy visits April uh, while she's sleeping. And he comes in and is like, look, Ron told me you're here. I'm not going to leave you uh, until you wake up sits down like you could be asleep for hours <laughs> <laughs> he stands up and, and kisses her on the forehead she's sweaty and gross I'm like ah, i still like you though um and uh like and it was leaves. her fault <laughs> you know, like, right. like, oh, oh you're gross <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves uh and uh and then you see april open her eyes and uh she was awake the whole time so she heard all uh that andy said and you know there's a little smile there but remember april has a venezuelan boyfriend so there's something going on there. Um, yeah. So then it cuts to the credit scene and Chris is uh, in the hospital getting dressed, putting his running shoes on. Um, and Ben is stopping in to see him. And he's like, look, I got a call from the people in Indianapolis. They want us to come back and do a different thing now. Uh, and and but Chris is like, I think we should stay. And Ben's like, yes, we should stay. we got to help with this harvest festival. There's things to do. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to stay there for a few more uh, weeks, months, however long they're, they're going to get away with, with the Indianapolis people. Um, and so, yeah, so it's setting up the, the different relationships moving forward into season three end of episode. Yeah. I love it. That's good. I love this one has so many like visual jokes that a podcast is not the best way to talk about it, but I, I think this is a, a really great, great episode. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is one of the top episodes and I, season three just really opened stuff up. So all of the, the setup in season one and two is starting to really like 
hit its stride here. So um, mm-hmm. the only other thing I would kind of add is that um, when Ben brings the waffles and chicken soup, he lets Leslie know that they had not, they didn't get 80 businesses. They've got 110. Yeah. So the fall, the, the harvest festival is going to go forward. And he says, good job to Leslie. And uh, she still really only cares about the waffle, which is great. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, she's, she's very focused yeah. on waffles. Waffles are the most important thing in her life right now. That'll change, but yeah. So, um, yeah, all in all, good episode. This episode is rated 9.0 average for uh, the uh, IMDb people. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, I'm going to give it a 10. Boom. I did it. Oh, I got to sign in. I'm not going to rate these things. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so next episode is the time capsule, which. Oh, yeah. Is also really good, and uh, yeah, Will Forte is in this one. Yeah, I always want to call Will Forte Bill Hader, but those are two very different people. Yeah, they were yeah. on SNL at the same time, but that's it. I was talking to my my kids about Bill Hader does some voices in Bob's Burgers, and uh, um, or or one of the main one of the voices in Bob's Burgers. Anyway, I was saying, oh, this is you know Bill Hader. And my, my youngest goes, oh, does he not like to pay his bills? <laughs> That's pretty great. It was, yeah, I was like, what? I, I, I was oh, okay. You did a joke. You did a joke. Perfect. Now I've, I've ruined you. I see. Yeah, good job. You're, yeah, this is on you. Well, can, <laughs> I, can I leave us with a line, one of my favorite lines from this next episode to get Please. people excited? Cause it's about the time capsule and a guy wants to get, get twilight included in the time capsule. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Leslie says, so you're the one who's been emailing me about twilight. I thought you'd be younger and a girl. Kelly played by, uh, what's his name? Bill Hader. <laughs> no, not Bill Hader. The other guy. <laughs> Will, Will Forte. Will Forte. Kelly played by Will Forte says, well, I'm not, I'm older and a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm older and a boy, <laughs> which I think I'm going to put, I'm going to just tweet that out on my birthday. <laughs> all right. So, well, with all that, we should, uh, yeah. we should stop talking into this, these microphones and go out and in, enjoy the rest of this series. Sounds good. All right. Well then I will, I'll talk to you ne- next time. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.